Good morning. The people of this proud country have spoken. And I've no idea what they're saying, because many of them have accents from towns we abandoned in the 1980s and haven't listened to since. What, what, what? But we welcome our new friends from whatever a Bolton is or a Bolsover. Good tidings to our sheep-bothering converts of Wales and to the Loitersacks, Bints and Nonsers of Birmingham, which I have never been to and never will. Ipso chipsticks, we now have a mandate to get Brexit done and over with. And I promise you we will do it hard and fast. I will personally hump and dump Brexit. It will be classic Boris. Get the job done and then never call her again. Even though she will continue to stalk us and hover around for another seven years, messaging us in the small hours, creeping up on our Facebook pages and crying out in the night. To my surplus MPs, I say welcome. I think of you all as my new girlfriends, so plentiful I won't bother learning half your names or your children's names. But I look forward to using you up and ignoring you over dinner and or feeling you up under the table. But not as much as I will be ignoring Scotland and Belfast, the capital of Western Scotland as far as I'm concerned. I'm a proud One Nation Tory and that nation is England. A special mention to my campaign team, to my election manager, the Daily Telegraph. Thank you. Thank you to The Sun. I couldn't have done it without you and your demographic with the average reading age of a seven-year-old. Thank you to the Russian bots on social media who kept the twatological lies burning so late and loud some of the neighbours called the police. Ah. Thank you also to The Fridge who not only kept me out of interviews, but prevented me getting any further than a semi every time I spotted a headline in the Daily Mail. Thank you, thank you, Daily Mail. And thank you to Jeremy Corbyn, a man so lacking in leadership qualities, he made me look like Churchill on Viagra. And to the little boy, lying on the floor of an NHS waiting room, I say, I say, don't fret, don't worry, Tiny Tim. The Americans are coming, and soon your medical bill will be so enormous, you can make a veritable tent out of it. We have taken back control. The power wrestled from the hands of the Eurocrats, back where it belongs, in the hands of the Borisocrats. Five, ten, fifteen more years. Bulla, 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 tempest, what's it, knick-knack, And now, for a tokenistic two minutes, we'll pretend to care about Northern Ireland with Tommy Gorman. Boris Johnson abandoned the DUP as quickly as if they were one of his many children, and Sinn Féin won seats they'll never take, making this the most irrelevant election in Northern Ireland's historical history. I spoke to some ordinary decent sectarians to find out what it feels like to live inside Groundhog Day. This was like the 14th time in three years that we voted. No, I don't think that was... Like, what's the f***ing point? To exercise your democratic right. Our democratic right? We vote for the assembly and they don't sit. We vote to remain and they want us to leave. Yes, but this is your chance to have your voice heard. Listen, mate, I'm from the north. You can hear me from two towns away. If I was interested in politics, I'd have joined the paramilitaries. I just want to get all my life. Retweeting sectarian gags over a few morning tenants before going down the bookies scundered to play some bets with my disability money. The results came thick and fast. Nigel Dodd standing there, looking baggy-eyed and ashen-faced. 
And that was him before the election on a normal day. So you can imagine how he looked after losing his seat. The ingrates have spoken. I worked hard to make North Belfast one of the most economically deprived parts of Northern Ireland. And that takes some doing. And now I've been ousted by Fenian lies and poopery trickery. Arlene Foster, my Arlene was even less impressed. Sinn Féin IRA murder gangs have stolen Edward Carson's seat. Doesn't matter because the Tories' majority has rendered the DUP irrelevant. Irrelevant is what the DUP stands for. We've no truck with being relevant. <laughs> but what about restoring Stormont and normal politics? <laughs> Like climate change and same-sex marriage. <laughs> we leave that stuff to the papers remain our LGBT tato eating Barry's tea drinking yogurt curing free staters. Yes. The union is as strong as the ropes of cholesterol holding Sammy Wilson together oh. and just about stopping him from exploding into a mist of vaporized bacon. Wondering if the ringing in my ears would subside and steadily losing hope, I turned to Sinn Féin President Mary Lou MacDonald. Sinn Féin has won a major mandate tonight uh-huh. and we look forward to doing as little as possible for the people who voted for us <laughs> by abstaining. And now that Nigel Dodds also won't be sitting in Westminster, yeah. he's practically a shinner. <laughs> but isn't a true mandate to not take your seats something that happens when people don't vote for you? Tommy Love, this is the North, mm. a place where when it came to naming the airport, Mm -hmm. the only role model loved by both sides was a wife-beating alcoholic. (laughs) That's the six counties in a nutshell. Nothing makes sense. (sighs) I was going to speak to the two new SDLP MPs and the UUP and Alliance leaders, but what's the point? The result is the same as ever before. The UK will ignore Northern Ireland politics. Northern Ireland politicians will ignore the voters. And the Republic of Ireland will ignore Northern Ireland. Tommy Gorman, outside Stormont, but as empty as inside Stormont, RT News. Good evening, I'm Hugh Edwards. Open the scotch because it's been a very long night and it will be an even longer five years. But mostly open the scotch because the only hard border likely now is the one Nicola Sturgeon is preparing to build. Good evening, you're watching BBC News. And so what can we say now? Britain drank all the Brexit it could find in Mummy's cupboard and then voted all over itself. Granted, the choice at the ballot box was no better than that confronted by a bum rummaging through the Tesco bargain fridge five minutes before closing. During the campaign, 88% of Conservative ads were found to be untruthful. The Labour Party was found to be 90% tofu. The big loser, Jeremy Corbyn, your unemployed uncle who really wants Britain to listen to his homemade jazz records. A man who looked throughout the campaign like he was starring in a Ken Loach biopic about his grimly mundane life in Pebble Dashland. With great regret, I announce that I will not contest another election as Labour leader. Though now that Boris has a massive majority, there probably won't be another election. So my policy on my leadership is now as clear as my stance on Brexit, which remains lost in the post. But that's what happens when you privatise the Royal Mail. If there was one glimmer of joy on the night, it was seeing the giant zero next to Nigel Farage's name on the final tally of seats. We found him in a pub trying to buy pints with euro notes he brought home from Brussels without any self-awareness. 
He gave us, as always, his measured opinion. What a great day! The pint quaffing, wife swapping, immigrant despising, Pornhub premium subscribing, terrorist chanting, smack in the face planting, good white people of Britain came out and voted to get Brexit done. This is an emphatic victory for us. But the Brexit party didn't actually win a single seat. No, 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 no. Winning a seat would be far too democratic, and we don't stand for that ninny nanny namby pamby voty woty representative democracy. This wipeout gives us a clear mandate to get Brexit done, the way Debbie did Dallas. Hard and fastened and a VHS bought out from the back of a van at a car boot sale from an Indian chap. Probably a good fellow, but Brexit's done. We have the internet now for all the pornography, so we don't need him. Send him back. Send them all back. And so there we have it. Well done, Britain. The Tories win a landslide despite just a 1.1% increase on their vote in 2017 under Theresa May. Remember her? The union now has all the stability of an ice shelf that's just one open fire in Yorkshire away from slipping into the Arctic Ocean. And despite the social media high-fives for Greta Thunberg and the weeping during David Attenborough's billion-pound BBC series, you only voted in a solitary green MP. Just one woman versus Britain's 10 million cattle. Showing you care about the environment as much as you do about the NHS getting so violated by busy American hands, it's now part of the Me Too movement. I'm Hugh Edwards, putting gin in my porridge every day now. BBC News. The time now is five to nine on Morning Ireland, a full eight and a half minutes since we last read out the time. We take a break now in our three-hour coverage of another country's election to go to Tralee Hospital, where TD Michael Healy Ray has been taken after smoke inhalation in a fire at his office. Good afternoon, Dabo. Um, well, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning, sure I had my eleven to six o'clock, and the dinner isn't far away now. Well, I hope you're all right, Michael Healy Ray. You do sound a little bit breathless. No, I've recovered from the smoke, thank you. I'm just back in the bed now after a quick canvas of the intensive care unit and as soon as I'm off the phone from you I'll do a round of the morgue Right Then God willing I'll nip outside for a quick funeral in the graveyard I can see from my hospital room Tis an almighty set of on together and I've found A&D is a great place for book sales People need something to sit on while they're waiting for a few days so they're buying stacks of them inside there Stacks of them So tell us how had this fire started Twisted fire started Well I had just come in from collecting the and was now rubbing my hands together hard with the glee looking at the money that sparks flew up and set the place alight. And, and why didn't you just run out of the building? Sure, didn't I have to go upstairs to get very important files? My celebrity go wild weather certificate was up there along with a very big phone bill, a rake of mass cards and a couple of Tinder documents by. It sounds like a terrifying ordeal. Well, I'm not afraid of the fire but I was fear frightened that I mightn't get up to the dial to fab in for my expenses. Right, and also, it was a, yet another near-death experience for a Healy Ray. Uh, uh, wasn't one of you hurt previously in a cow incident? Uh, no, that was me. She booked me above in the air like I just got elected on the first count. OK, uh, and another Healy Ray nearly choked on the chicken another time. Uh, Have to be careful how one phrases that. No, that was me as well. Lucky I backed into the gate when I was choking and didn't the chicken fly out of me 20 feet onto the roof of the hay shed. Fortunately, the dog was able to retrieve it and I had it for my tea so it wasn't wasted. Oh, well, sorry, I thought that had happened to another Healy Ray. No. It, it is hard to tell you apart, to well, be fair. Well, we, we've a lot of Healy Rays, right enough. There's myself, Danny, then Maureen, that's Danny's child, and my two sons, 
Chip Van Healy and Campo Claim Healy uh, Perhaps now better known as Suspended Sentence Healy Ray. Oh. Well, anyway, we wish you well in your recovery. No bother at all, sure. When they did the x-ray, you could see that both my lungs were wearing flat caps, which I must have swallowed by accident while dancing in the bonnets of Jeeves. So they're very well protected from the smoke altogether. I see. <laughs> and after that, I can tell you the time now is gin o'clock. <laughs> to kiss me under the mistletoe. Ah, <laughs> nobody could reach you up there, Jamirium. Come on, now. Oh. If I stand on my toes and stretch, I might be able to. Ah, good man, O'Queef. I'm flexible myself on the Pilates, but I wouldn't be... Oh, oh there goes his shins. Wasn't <laughs> for this, my grandfather fought and died. Ah, that'll be the rickets, O'Queef. The inevitable consequence of living in the 18th century. Now, who wants to pull a cracker? A Charlie Mon- Monologue? I'm too wary of anything that makes a loud bang, as people keep mistaking me for a shinner. Ah, I'll stop that now, Mon- no, bro. These are phenophile crackers. Oh, no novelty, old hat, and disappointing contents. Oh, <laughs> oh I was going to say they're organic and don't contain gunpowder, but I, but I enjoy a joke as much as the next man. Sure. Didn't I keep dipping these Collins and Dooley in the party? Are they here, by the way? Well, they've signed in, boss. So, no, they're not here. <laughs> That's not helpful now, Pat Rabbit. It's, it's Anne Rabbit, actually. Uh, Anne. Sure, all you gendered quarters look the same to the average phenophile oh, voter. Sick. Speaking of quarters, boss, we're raring to go. Go? Yeah. Well, you've only just arrived, will he? No, boss. The party's raring to go on an election footing. I've printers on standby from my rast to Dr. Doyle. And by the kid, there won't be a memoriam card printed in Limerick till June. Ah, well, no, 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 hold on a second. Ah. We don't want to be too hasty now. We don't want to be too hasty. Well, the UK can call a general election, run it, count it, and announce the winner in a few weeks. Yeah. We're still at the hinting and whispering phase two years on. Wish, Deputy Danley. The UK is a very different political landscape. Things move faster. They start to count as soon as the polls close. Yeah, we have to wait till the following morning to sober up. Exactly, Babby Cohn. Yeah. Anyway, we need to get Christmas behind us and Brexit oh. and, 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 and Valentine's Day and, and spring. Ah, you're chronic. Can we open our presents now, Daddy Michal? Mm. Of course, Jack Shurman. Ah, great. There's one for everyone. Daddy. What the hell? It is a calendar made of hemp. Hemp? There's a photo of me doing various stretches on every page <laughs> and a removable sticker so you can mark the election day. And then move it forward another couple of weeks when you lose your bottle. Uh, stop that now, come on. Yeah, mine says 2015. Mine 2017. I have 2016, genuinely. Yeah, that's right, they're all recycled. It doesn't matter what year it says. When you're in Fianna Fáil, nothing ever changes. <laughs> for fuck's sake, boss, will you ever pull the trigger? At a stop, I- I'm keeping my powder dry. Fire in blanks, like these crackers. Oh, well done. What'd you get? Here's a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there, Dibbity? Wenceslas. Uh, uh, Wenceslas who? Wenceslas is the last time you heard of a Fianna Fáil leader who was afraid to call an election. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody passes the Spirulina champagne-free champagne there. Going forward. Chronic. Welcome along to the Orty Sports Awards Because an awards show we invented ourselves Is about the only bit of sport that Orty still has the rights to wow. <laughs> 2019 was the year that saw Tip back on top And Dublin drove for the five what? Oh, that doesn't rhyme anymore <laughs> uh, While the Rugby World Cup flop and the Euro 2020 qualifiers Gave us our annual reminder that we should really only ever play ourselves We'll be high-fiving the winners, fist-bumping the losers And with three women's teams along tonight's nominees They've even had 
to open the ladies' toilets. And that's where you'll find me, interviewing the lovely ladies of Dublin football, the Galway girls of Camogie, and of course, the women's hockey team. You'll be telling me how much they enjoy getting their hands on something long and hard. Yeah, we'll be hearing more from Marty later on, provided Katie Taylor doesn't hospitalise him. Now, for our first award, we turn to the... But in the end, it was the altitude indicator, not the direction finder. Though in fairness, they do look very similar. Well, thank you for that great story, Jim Gavin. And thanks for dropping in on your way to collect another honorary doctorate. Now, our next award is also for Jim Gavin. So please welcome back to the stage to present this amazing Welcome back, Jack Canning here with another Jer of the Loch Nan variety, and he's in Fitz here. Davy Fitz, that is, and he's in deep conversation with him. I'm going to say it loud and proud. You've only got and replaced the lovely white Slither, a beautiful Slither who never did any man a bit of harm, and they replaced it with a yellow Slither. I've nothing against yellow Slithers, but my God almighty, the colour of puke. Puke, Davy. I don't know, Jer. They're calling them smart slitters. Smart like smart. Tis far from smart slitters we were with, Davy. Men and men we used to love using the slitter and just going for fellas' shins. Even if we thought their shins are behind their ear. Slitters shouldn't be yellow. Dark forces, Jer. Dark forces. <laughs> it really has been... An amazing year for you, Katie. So many belts in just one year. Yeah, well, you know, a belt for a belt. Thank Lord, thank God, thank Jesus, you know. Yeah, and an Olympic gold medal, of course, five world gold medals, six gold European medals, yeah. and all those belts as well. Well, thank God, praise Lord, because if I wear all the medals and the belts at the same time, I'm bulletproof, you know. What? So it comes in handy if you're training at a gym in Bray, you know, praise Lord. Janie. Praise him. Huh? a big win there for Shane Lowry can someone ring the early house and see if he wants to come down to collect this no? hold on a second hold on when is the award for TV moment of the year well, when Random O'Shea Joey. hold on oh. when Random O'Shea went to the Jackson Miss Mayo's meltdown against the Dubs it was a thing of beauty the only way a Mayo could win in all Ireland now is if all the Wingers moved to the North Pole where they'd talk so much shit they'd speed up the melting of the ice caps whereby rising sea levels would flood in from Ring's End and might sweep away the dubs. It's their only chance. The ruined Mayo they'd probably miss and just flood Wicklow by accident instead. Collins! Good morning. What a glorious morning. What morning glory. It's a new dawn, which is good as the old dawn had rather overstayed her welcome. Bula bula. Sorry, can't come to the phone right now. Please leave a message. Uh, uh, Hello, this is a message for Prime Minister Boris. On behalf of the people of Ireland, well, those who are posh, Protestant or culture rich, congrats on your Amazeballs victory. How you managed to win with only the media, Facebook, Twitter and billions in shadowy money on your side is anyone's guess. Anyway, as Ireland's first openly Tory Taoiseach, I'm totes my goats delighted. Not just because you'll start making me look great again when you do the Brexit thing, but, uh, uh, well, mostly because of that. <laughs> Lol. Chat for now. Um, uh, it's Jacob here. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Just using my daily phone call from the dungeon, uh, uh, media blackout basement to say congratulations. And also, one is wondering if, now that we've, uh, n- I mean, now that you've won, it might be time for me to be let out. 
promise one won't do any more interviews about Grenfell and all those proles who probably only have themselves to blame that they're dead. Look forward to hearing from you soon, old boy. Please? Morris, well done at becoming the Prince of Brexit land again. I knew you could do it. The Russians told me. And in case you're worried, I'm not mad about you laughing at me with those European lightweights and Justin Trudeau. I heard he's been cast in the new Batman movie because he's so two-faced. Two-faced. And also because he's an ungrateful little rat. I have a great sense of humor, and I don't hold grudges. Never have. Never. I mean, the whole reason I ran for president in the first place was definitely not because Obama made fun of me at the White House correspondence dinner, which I then had canceled forever. Okay, I got to get back to my president stuff now. Did you hear? I'm getting impeached. Do you have impeachments in the United Brexit-dom? You'll probably find out. I bet you will. And remember, you still owe me the NHS. Bye! Um, hello? Is that you? Dad? I, I mean, Mr. Johnson, I, you haven't met me, or at least you, you haven't admitted to ever meeting me, but, but, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm your, I'm your son. Message deleted. <laughs> How are you? A bird you heard from Ireland is Adam Dumb, and you are welcome along to this hysteric occasion. The, the independence vote... For, of, of Bargainville from Papua New, New Guinea. A, an honour for me to be here in my role as Chairman of the Bargain Town Referendum Commission. I no idea how I got this gig. I'm more used to presiding over the collapse of countries. So being present at the Berta one it, it, it is a privilege. Normally at Berts I'm in Fagans having a pint or, or, or eight bought for me. Now, uh, just to clear up any confusion, the five on my T-shirt is a reference to the dubs, historic five in a row, and also how many pints of bass are on my rider. It's not any indication of the result, which, which I will now formally read. Ta, 176,928. Neil, 3,000-and-something. I hereby declare the Fianna Fáil candidate for Dublin North Centre... Ah, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got a bit carted away there. Anyway, it's passed. Good luck to you trying to sort it out. It's your problem now, as I said to the fella after me. <laughs> now, 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 I will need to up me fee, because I'm after hearing that Nadine Coyle got a quarter of a million for going into the jungle. And here I am in the jungle, and not nearly on that money. Even though Nicky Byrne from Westworld is my son-in-law... I mean, I only took this gig because I saw the word Guinea in the country's name. <laughs> Do you know how I love Sterling? <laughs> Thanks. Good luck. Do you like to pretend it's the good old days? Then why not buy the Christmas edition of the RTE Guide in 2019? Yes, it still exists. It's chock full of all the Christmas favourites you used to love before the internet did it all better. This year's bumper guide is filled to bursting with recipes you'll never cook, unrevealing interviews with celebrities you don't like, and competitions for things you wouldn't want to win. Pretend it's still the 80s and decide what you're watching over Christmas with our TV guide. Experience a blast from the past by pretending you don't have Google or a Sky connection by circling all the films coming up on the old channels, even though you've already seen them three times on Netflix, Amazon, Apple, and that illegal streaming box your young fella bought for a tenner from China. 
or go further back in time. Who needs photos? This bumper Christmas issue features a beautifully illustrated cover. We don't put presenters on them anymore because they're too expensive to photograph and people on the internet draw insulting things on them that make them go viral. And if any of our handful of readers have some extra cash, why not buy the whole company? Seriously, RTE put us up for sale but no one wanted to buy us. Why not? It's a Christmas mystery. The RTE Bumper Christmas Guide. Yes, it still exists. And no, we don't know why. Warning, the price of the RTE Guide is about the same as a bottle of wine in the north. All issues of the guide may contain references to the Allens of Ballymalee, but don't worry, we never ever mention the thing or the other thing since they've got two of them now. All herbs featured in our recipes are legal to use. You're listening to BBC Radio 4. Now on a special episode of You and Yours, we hear the thoughts of people around the country on the outcome of the general election 2019. I just want to break it done, and now we've got break it done. Simples. And what about the years of negotiation ahead? Then? No, no, mate. We voted for Boris. He got break it done. It's done now. Now it, it, it's over. Although we haven't yet passed the transitional agreement that only leads to a period of negotiation. Shut up! We voted Boris, and now Brexit is done. No, no. Now, do you know where the nearest Greg's is? I want a sausage roll, and it better not be those f***ing vegan ones. Look, obviously, one would have preferred to vote for Labour, and that's exactly what I'm going to be telling everyone I did. I've always been fiercely pro-European, you see, as I said to the guys in the squash club. But in the end, I voted Leave, and I voted for the Tories, because that's what I always do. Oh, look! You can see the face of that homeless man in my shoes. I'm not racist, but I really don't like people who don't look like me, which is pretty much everyone apart from Ed Sheeran. But Brexit's done, so I imagine there'll be trucks around in the afternoon to peacefully round up the foreigners and ship them back. Come to think of it, you look a bit brown yourself. Well, I've always voted Labour, but in the end I felt I couldn't trust Jeremy Corbyn. What, why not? I'm an educated man. I read all the papers, the Mail, the Tory Graph, the Express. And the fact that he's a terrorist and all, was in the IRA, runs Hamas, eats babies, is a George Soros-funded communist who worships Hitler. The choice was clear, really. I vote for the Tories. My father always voted Tory, and his father before him. And his father before him was a goat, so he didn't have a vote. But if he had done, he would have voted Tory. Like he used to say, always vote for people who know they're better than you. I, I think that Hugh Grant is a fantastic actor and an even better politician, so I voted for him. Uh, Hugh Grant wasn't actually running. Really? No, he wasn't in the election. <laughs> so who was the chap with the floppy hair and all the weddings then? Ah, the 12 pubs, my favourite cabinet sesh of the year. Yeah. Another round of chocolate, peanut butter, banana, ales, Murphs. We've a lot to celebrate. Yeah, wait, we do? Like, yeah, Boris won. Oh, yeah. So I get to act all tough on Brexit again. Self-satisfaction rating gold. Yeah, Latish, Brexit's going to be an absolute omni-cluster, Hames. We'll be long gone before Brexit actually happens. True. Meanwhile, we just blame everything bad on Brexit. Can we blame the children's hospital on Brexit? Yeah. Where is Harris? He went for a round, like, ages ago. I've... No confidence in him getting the beers in. Lol. Wow, too soon, Tish. Do you think Harris will be the one to finally topple us in the new year? Well, people are just as irate about the 10,000 homeless Well, people. actually, the figure is lower if you take the number of people in family hubs, reprofile B&Bs as transition accommodation, and squint your eyes a bit until 10 people become one. Chill, Merce. You don't have to spin me. I'm oh, sorry. And also, dressing up as Santa was a great idea so that people wouldn't recognise you. I know. Barely anyone has spat at me. <laughs> Plus, these massive Santa boots really get the rough 
moth sleepers scuttling out of my way. You know, there's just something about Harris that really inspires no confidence. Yeah, so true. Ah! Ah! Novany, were you eavesdropping on us? Uh, what? No, we're all sitting at the same table having a drink together. Oh, I thought we were. Where do we? Oh, for goodness sake, Sar. Quiet down and keep holding the coats, Novany. Yeah, that from the Irish word for man of beige. Ah, no. Harris, there he is. Oh, yeah. Harris, where's our pints? Uh, uh, sorry, Tishik, I ran out of money. What? Yes, I'm afraid the costs have spiralled out of control when I put the order in. How hard is it to get three pints? Well, first of all, I realised we'd need scampi fries. Then I knocked over a table of drinks belonging to a hen party. Then I got talking to a consultant from PwC at the bar who said he'd help me tot up the cost, but only if I bought his table a round. Oh, my God. And what is this round going to set us back? Oh, oh j- just a- 8,000 euro. Eight grand? What? Which I actually think is a very reasonable price for a round of beers given inflation and unforeseen circumstances. Ugh. We will get the pints only a little bit later, Ugh. but when they get here, everyone will be glad of these state-of-the-art pints, which will end the long waiting list for a drink. God, Harris, I'd wring your neck, only I feel that your incompetence is catching. Thank you, that makes me sound important. Someone get Pascal, we need more cash. Where is he? Uh, he's outside there. Someone open the door. I'm dreaming of a tight wow. Christmas. Pascal, Just get like... in here, dude. Oh, hello, guys. I was just busking here for some spare change. Because <laughs> as you know, I only, only have a certain, certain amount of money. money. Thank you. Especially when you don't charge corporate landlords any tax on their Amazon-sized profits. Oh. You cheeky elf, lolflake. Well, I'm proud that we brought Ireland back off its knees with our fiscal policy. Yeah, now it's more in its hunkers, cowering with its hands over its head. <laughs> and look how Dublin twinkles. It has more hotels than I have dimples. Oh. Yeah, the hotel trade is going so well, I saw a wheelie bin blown over by the wind oh. that someone was charging €700 Euro a night to stay in no breakfast. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. All right, guys, what's the next pub? We should be able to do five more. Five more pubs, eh? Hooray! To be honest, I've done enough. <gasps> what? It's not all as cracked up to me. You get no thanks and my Insta isn't exactly on fire anymore. Dude, you're not seriously... Let's just leave the next five pubs to someone else. <gasps> but dude, that someone else could be the old man from Cork who hasn't even fully committed to a comb-over, never mind a housing policy. Whatever. You guys do it you want, but I'm just going to go and chillax in my private sector. <gasps> I mean, my private home. Oh. Lol, jingles. Callum's kicks. Ho, 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 quaver.